Welcome to the Education and Empowerment Podcast. In this show, our hosts explore success and advancement through education by interviewing today's top leaders in the fields of education, business, and technology in order to provide insight into what it really takes to succeed. This show is brought to you by Forstay, a SaaS-enabled online booking marketplace for student and intern housing. Forstay provides turnkey, all-in-one, cloud-based accommodation software solutions for colleges, universities, and organizations. Learn more at offcampus.forstay.com and landlords.forstay.com. All right, let's get into the show. In this episode, we have the pleasure to speak with Dr. Chippa Song Basquis. She is a senior executive with more than a decade of experience in education and academic leadership. Dr. Vasquez has held leadership positions at vocational and technical career-based institutions. She has served as the Associate Dean for the School of Business and Computer Science and as the Dean of Education to oversee the business, medical, and computer science programs. Dr. Vasquez is passionate about education and believes in helping students achieve their goals to become successful. Her commitment is to create great relationships with her students to provide support and build students' careers for a better future. Hello and welcome to Education and Empowerment Podcast. This afternoon, I am so, so honored to have Dr. Wasquiz on our Education and Empowerment Podcast to speak about, you know, student support as a backbone for success in today's marketplace. And Dr. Wasquiz brings a lot of great experience in her leadership role at the California Miramar University. So before we get into, you know, all these questions. Do you want to share a motto or a quote that wakes you up every morning? Sure. You know, something I have even on my signature line here, and, and, you know, thanks for having me join here, is I have a logo that I say that if you think you can, you're halfway there. And I kind of live by those same principles as well. And, you know, I, I say that to all my students, you know, if you think you can, you're halfway there. Again, you know, just having that motivation to start or to do it, it's just, you know, a quote and, and a motto, motto that I live by. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's very powerful. You know, it's it's what's in your mind that gets, you know, acted upon and, and, and that kind of results into the impact. So, you know, California Miramar University is certainly, you know, very lucky to have you. What is your story? How'd you, you know, how'd you end up in higher education and how'd you get to where you are today? Yes, great question. So, you know, I started off my past experience, you know, I come from the corporate world. I was in financial software industry for about a decade. And, you know, while I was there going through grad school and one of my colleagues in my grad school invited me and said, you know, why don't you come teach for us? You know, working on my PhD at the time and Hmm. on the topic of leadership. So, you know, very passionate about what we were doing. He says, you know, you'd be great to teach our management and leadership courses. So decided to say, you know what, let's do it. And so I started teaching the class, fell in love with academics, you know, fell in love with education in itself. Again, a very rewarding type of industry. You know, anybody that is in the industry can relate. It's really rewarding to see your students get to the finish line or succeed. And so I started off teaching at the university in my 
you know, prior university and then worked my way up, became the associate dean there working mm-hmm. in the business program. From there, moved up to the dean position and then eventually found myself working as the dean of education for all programs. And we've offered wow. computer programs, medical, and as well as business programs. I mean, I found a passion for the education. So as I was going through this program, you know, unfortunately with the pandemic, our university actually closed down and then the opportunity presented itself here with California Miramar University. And, you know, again, started off as a VP here and shortly after was asked to be the president. And so now I've taken on that new role of really just making sure that the university, one, is you know, making sure students are being supported and the effectiveness of our academics and really just staying within the standards of our accreditors and accreditation. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, and pandemic had, you know, certainly reset, you know, how education was perceived and, you know, how it operated. So a lot of what, you know, owners and C-suite executives, you know, end up thinking and doing is, you know, how do we bring the talent? So they, they were lucky to bring you on board and congratulations, you know, to the work that you're doing so far. Educational leadership is is certainly very rewarding, you know, field. And, and I'm sure that, you know, pandemic had put a, a lot of different, you know, obstacles as well as maybe, you know, opportunities to to succeed for, again, the, the end users of education, which is, you know, the students. Would you help, you know, our audience to understand maybe comparison between positive and negative, you know, impact of, you know, pandemic affected online learning, you know, for students? What's impacting success for them? Yes. You know, it's a very interesting topic. And I I know I get asked this question quite a bit. You know, we are a distance ed learning environment or modality. So we've kind of been in the trend for a little while now, even with the last university I was at, you know, we had a hybrid component. So we tend to see, you know, the impacts on the whole online learning. Mm -hmm. However, you know, with the pandemic, it kind of forced everybody to kind of go to that modality of doing the online so, you know, the, the positives and negatives, I think the positive, you know, is that, you know, it became more flexible for a lot of folks to be able to jump in in a classroom. You saw the attendance mm-hmm. go up quite a bit, you know, on the flip side, you know, in terms of engagement, you know, you had your pros and cons with engagement, right? Um, you know, and um, so, you know, there was a little bit of those factors in there as well. However, some of the negative side, I would say, is more the social aspect. Right. You know, you it's a little bit different when you're coming to a traditional class and you get hands-on experience mm-hmm. or you're talking directly with your professor and, and you get the social aspect of being in a classroom with your classmates versus, you know, being online. Right. I can say hello, but it's different from, you know, actually being in class and the social gathering, right. et cetera. So mm-hmm. I think that would be probably the most negative impact I would see from that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the positive that I would see from going online is I think it's become almost a new norm and the trend of education nowadays is right. seeing that students are more opted to take an online class versus coming to a traditional on-ground class. Right. The flexibility, you know, the convenience as well as and you're still getting the same caliber of learning experience, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're still getting the same information, the lectures, you tend to see a lot more simulations that are being conducted online. So I think the trend is you will see a lot more of positive sides to, you know, learning online. 
Right. Yeah, you know, this is so true. I think one of the critical, you know, aspects and discoveries is that, and there was even a research, and I, you know, quite often like to, you know, reference that, you know, 80% of learning happens outside of classroom. So, you know, students getting together in different places, you know, whether it's, you know, they dorm or going to a study tour or, you know, doing different kinds of activities is how students are to learn. Do you think, you know, right now as a result of pandemic that presented a challenge to, you know, higher ed and, you know, how colleges and universities perhaps overcoming, you know, the difficulties, you know, that resulted the social distancing between students? In my opinion, and again, you know, this is from my perspective, I don't see that there was a huge downfall on that just because Mm -hmm. of all the technology we have, right? Right. You look at social media, students are on, you know, Facebook or Facebook Meets, or they're on all these different platforms, Google Meets, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so there's still that connection and that social interaction, whether you're, you know, together physically or not. And then again, all these virtual worlds that are out there, you know, I become an avatar, you become an avatar and we go shopping together, you know? So again, there's all these different technology that Mm -hmm. still implicates the togetherness, I guess, if if that's the right word, you know, that we're still... You still have the same feelings, the same interaction, but, you know, we're not here physically. I may have somebody that's out in Australia that I'm interacting with. We're still socializing. We're still having our cup of coffee together, right? But again, Mm. in the form of a video versus doing it together in person. So Mm -hmm. I see a little bit of, you know, again, it's always nice to give somebody a hug or, you know, again, being there in their presence. But I don't think it really made a big impact in terms of not being able to communicate just because all the technology that's out there. So I think, you know, there's still a lot of social interaction for sure. Thank you so much for explaining that. And, you know, you're certainly right. You know, technology, you know, has impacted the way we interact, the way we learn, the way we continue, you know, to operate programs and companies and, you know, missions and projects, so to speak, which again is a big, you know, trend. You know, it reminded me quite recently, I traveled, you know, internationally to meet you know, extended force day team. And, you know, some of these things were, oh, I didn't know you were real (laughs) or, oh, you very tall. So these are, you know, these are certainly great, you know, aha moments that, uh, you know, once, once the technology is there and then once you get over that, you you discover, so to speak. I think what's, what's kind of happening these days is that, you know, we're seeing technology, you know, at force day as well, you know, changes the way, you know, our students find housing and we, you know, help a lot of colleges and universities and, you know, empower them through cloud-based technologies and such. So that's certainly, you know, one trend. What would you say are the other trends that are happening in higher education, taking advantage of perhaps, or maybe started to implement at California Miramar University or in general? Yes, I think, you know, a lot of it, I, I know they, we, there's a lot of discussions about like the gap learning and, you know, some of it may be, how do you tie in a student? You know, I've always been a, a true believer in students get out from, you know, learning, they get the theory and, you know, they come in for the applicable side of it or the application side, but sometimes they miss that component as they go out in the real world. So I think, you know, some of the trends that we're we're seeing is that, you know, a lot of these universities are starting to provide more short-term programs that are technical, right. you know, instead of doing these degree programs, mm-hmm. not to say that degree programs are not valid and, you know, they are still warranted for, you know, somebody who wants to get into management or somebody who wants to get a promotion. Right. They needed those degrees to, you know, to confer those degrees to do these higher promotional jobs, et cetera. But when you look at the normal, you know, 
your demographics and you see, right. you know, which students you have and, you know, what's their end game or what's their end goal. They come in to get a quick certification. It's technical. Then they go out there in the industry and they're getting a job. I always say in education, we're building the livelihoods of an individual. Mm-hmm. We, we assess and see what they want to do. When you grow up, what do you want to do? Then we actually fill in the gaps by teaching them all the skills they need so right. they can fulfill that goal. So a lot of times it's, I think the trend that you're starting to see in education nowadays is how do we do, you know, more of the short-term programs, getting certificates, and mm-hmm. then getting them employed into a job in their field of study, et cetera. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know, as we start to think about, you know, the trends, you know, certainly that kind of helps us, you know, impact the the conversation about, you know, what the future is like. So I wanted to briefly maybe touch on you know, based on how things are going, and obviously you experienced higher education before COVID, we experienced, you know, education during COVID. And then I think, you know, the new terminology is, you know, post-COVID economy or post-COVID education. What is that like? You know, I think a lot of it, as I mentioned earlier, I think a lot of it's going to transition to more short-term online you know, quick certification to get, you know, be employable. I think, you know, the future of university education, again, is really just honing in more on the technical skills of, you know, what do I want to do? How am I going to complete this? But again, doing it more all on an online platform. I think that's where, you know, the education at a university level, I would say is heading. Mm -hmm. For sure. Got it. That's amazing. You know, it reminds me, you know, for sure that, you know, since it's impacting, you know, the way we interact and the way, you know, students learn, I was hoping that maybe you can tell us a little bit more about, you know, successful programs that you have at, you know, California Miramar, you know, university, and perhaps, you know, the subject we are exploring is, you know, student support as a backbone for student success. Like, what are, what are those programs that you are perhaps proud of at the California Miramar University so far? Or yes, absolutely. About. So we, we're definitely a very student-centric university. And when I say student-centric, you know, we are here to support the students. We provide students with the resources they need and efforts to be able to effectively go through their courses and, you know, really understand the content and the curriculum of what they're learning. You know, a lot of times students come into the courses with a certain expectation of what they want. You know, there, there's a really great book out there, you know, and talks about, you know, don't, don't mark my paper, help me get an A you know, and really, it's really helping the students understanding the content. And, you know, it's not about memorization of the classes, but it's really understanding what do you really, it's it's a business philosophy, you know, and mm-hmm. they used it with, what is it, WD-40, the, the CEO there, and, you know, and it's oh, his, wow. their business philosophy that they use. And it's really, how do you get students to really understand what they need to take out of the student experience from the class and the content? And it's not just memorization of you know, the final exam, but really what are you learning in this class, right? Mm -hmm. Again, going back to that competency based in the class, you know, that's a whole nother discussion. But again, that's kind of what we like, you know, are starting to implement here at the university is to really help students go through their courses, really understand not just only the theory of what they're learning, but also how do you apply that into the real world? You know, we, We've had um, three committees that have given us some feedback, mm-hmm. you know, before and they say, you know, students go through an IT program and we do have an IT program here. They go through the program, they understand the theory, but then, you know, as soon as they go out in the real world and you have them do some IT work, 
Mm-hmm. They don't understand what they're doing because they never really got the application side of it. So, you know, the hands-on experience. So that's, you know, another piece that we've incorporated is these internships and externships programs into the university so that students can get that application side mm-hmm. of the house as well so that they can be ready for the real world as they get out there. But our our university, you know, we do offer a lot of business programs. We have an mm-hmm. associates all the way to a doctorate's program. As you can imagine, in a DBA program, it's a little bit more rigorous. But the students support, and I'm a true believer in, you know, results through relationships. If you can get, you know, you create a great relationship with your students and you provide them with the support, students are going to come back and return and do so much better because you're providing them with that caliber of support. So I think there's a, you know, we have a lot of things going on here at the university in terms of student support. And we find that, you know, the results are amazing based on our our initiatives we put in place. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's great. I wanted to expand on, you know, something that you mentioned, which I find really, really important, you know, is the whole application, you know, part of learning, you know, as well. You know, you're you're absolutely right. You know, a lot of what we're seeing today is, you know, students or or the you know the job market or when you look at the workforce i guess you, you see these trends you know all of a sudden you know people going to cybersecurity to quality assurance to you know all kinds of it related fields and software development and these days and then you know these you know boot camps or short term you know course is a great way to get there certainly and as you you know capitalized earlier that could be a really good way you know to get there but when it comes to like Student learning and student outcomes, again, like you mentioned, you know, results through relationships. What do you say is is like when students live together, right? You know, like, do you think like living together, you know, with international students and maybe domestic students help them reduce, you know, the lack of sort of like the social interaction that, you know, these days they're getting through, like, as you said, you know, someone is in Australia, but how do we... How do we maybe fulfill that part? You know, do you still believe that, you know, housing and living, you know, together is an important part of the relationship building aspect? I mean, you mentioned the relationship building in the classroom, but how do we as educators continue to provide a mechanism for them to building these relationships? I think, you know, if you're asking the question of, you know, co-living with students interacting together in the same, you know, household, I mean, I think there's implications to that as, you know, it should be positive, right? You get the social interaction and if most importantly, the collaboration of, you know, what do you think about this or how do you view this, their perspective and, right. you know, being able to be in the same room together, whether it be living together or even meeting together on an ongoing basis, I think there's a lot of positive outcomes with that because again, you know, it's, it's really how are we socializing for impact? And that's, you know, based on our discussions, our dialogues, you know, again, different perspectives. And, you know, sometimes we can agree to disagree, but at the same time, you know, that's where the great conversation starts, right? And exactly. and again, living together in the same household becomes more convenient because now, you know, the the convenience factor of being able to discuss a topic or something is right then and there. Not to say you can't do it if you're not living together, but it, it becomes a lot easier because you're around in that same environment. So absolutely, I would say it's a positive thing to see that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, the work that you're doing is really inspirational. If I wanted to have the same path that you have, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> and what path is that? Working up in higher education? or Yes. 
Yes. You know what? It's a matter of, you know, if you think you can, you're halfway there. So if you, you, yeah. know, you like that, so if you think you can do it, you know, it's, it's just determination, motivation. You know, I always say one day at a time, I have right. a picture in my office and it's a picture of a turtle and, you know, and there's a huge mountain in the back. And, you know, that picture reminds me that, you know, everybody mm. goes at their own pace. You can be very slow as a turtle, but you'll reach that goal, you know, right. eventually. And even if a turtle can do it, you can do it. So again, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, so again, you you have to just think about those types of philosophies. And I always tell students the same thing. And, you know, everybody has their own background. Everybody has their own agenda. But at the end of the day, if you have a goal, try to reach your goal. And sometimes, you know, we fail. Sometimes we miss it. But pick up and get up and try to do it again. So again, you know, find out what is it you want to do and getting in the higher education admin, you know, first identify what you want to do, right? You want to see what you want to do. And then you go through the skill sets, you know, you go through, you network with folks. And Mm -hmm. I think the best way of landing a job is through networking and collaboration. And that's how you get into, you know, your positions. And of course, with, you know, your skill sets and and knowledge that you bring to the table as well. It's amazing. That's amazing. And that kind of, you know, also helps us bring, you know, our episode to an end. I was, you know, curious if you had any piece of, you know, wisdom or, you know, quote on education and empowerment that you want to leave with to our listeners. Absolutely. I, you know, one of the quotes that I usually leave with, you know, all our students are when we do orientation, mm-hmm. I always tell our students, you know, I always ask them if they know Pablo Picasso. I think everybody knows who Pablo is, right? Famous artist. and Right. One of his quotes is, you know, he says, you know, action is the foundational key to all success. And again, you know, it's the action. What action are you going to take? As I tell students, you can show up to class every day, but if you don't do your assignments, you don't do your work, you're not going to pass the class. So again, it's the action that you take that is going to be the key foundational to all success. So take action, you know, make it happen. I always tell students that, and I said, you know, one way or another, you know, do what you can, put your efforts and, you know, it'll go a long way. And at the end of the day, I can talk to you all day and tell you motivational stories all day. You know, exactly. But, you know, our session's coming to an end here, but I really think, you know, if you think you can do it, you know, take action, even if it takes you a little bit longer, but if you chip away at it little by little, you know, you'll get there. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, this has been certainly a very, you know, interesting conversation. I really enjoyed learning from you. And, you know, when I was learning English years ago, you know, I remember this, you know, action speaks louder than words. The phrase that I learned, and I always have to remind myself that, you know, it's the action that matter. And, you know, on behalf of Force Day, we do appreciate the action that you took to educate and empower, you. uh, you know, listeners, you know, students, interns, young professionals, and people within the education and business industry. Thank you so much for your time. For those of you who are interested in learning about Force Day, check us out at forestay.com or podcast.forestay.com. If you want to learn more about California Miramar University, what would be the right contacts for them to reach out? Yes, you can actually reach out. You can reach out directly to our main line, which is, I'll give you the phone number. It's 858-653-3000, and it'll get you directly to our receptionist. Or you can actually look up California Miramar University online. It's just cmu.edu, and you'll be able to find our website as well. Fantastic. Once again, thank you so much for the gift that you gave us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye now. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Education and Empowerment Podcast. This show is brought to you by Forstay, a SaaS-enabled online booking marketplace for student and intern housing. 
4State provides turnkey, all-in-one, cloud-based accommodation software solutions for colleges, universities, and organizations. Learn more at offcampus.forstate.com and landlords.forstate.com.